You're listening to Common Ride with me. Common Ride to me is a weekly podcast between two separate shows. One is the yearly podcast where you look at things over the course of a year as they're coming out or as they would have come out. And one is a book club where you look at things as a book club format. You're about to listen to episode 202. And uh, that's the book club where we are looking at the Common Rider decade tribute arcs to Common Riders Fies, Kiva, Denno, and Hibiki. Shows we have previously watched. And... Shin. Hey everyone, it's Come and Ride with me, and I'm your host, AR Kip. I look nothing and act and act nothing like myself. I'm very on topic. I don't randomly just spout things. Um I'm in a school for some reason. This is AR David. What do you do? I mean I'm in a school for some reason. <laughs> what do I do? Um God. What is AR David about? Um, shit, I don't know. Uh, probably something better than what I'm doing now. <laughs> Just generally in life. I'm sure he's like some successful businessman. So in that case, are you the AR one? I'm, I might be. Who knows, right? Like, that that gets into some weird metaphysics of like, who's the real one? When really the answer is no one's the real one and everyone's the real one. I've seen that Jet Li movie, actually, so I do know yeah. what this is about. Wait, the one? Oh, yeah, the one. That is a Jet Li movie, right? Yeah. In evil alternate dimension, Jet Li has killed all of the Jet Lees except for the, a good... Except for the... Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. It's been a while since I've seen that. He, like, comes to our dimension and hears Slipknot and is like, finally, music that shows how I feel as he's, like, in a sports <laughs> car. <laughs> Now that's Toku to me. But no, um, we are in a weird cul-de-sac here. Uh, no Steph, which is kind of staggish. She sees some of these shows, but um, or all these shows, actually. But um, just we are looking at Comrade Decade. Uh-huh. Now, you know all about the Heisei era. You're like, oh, man, emperors. I love them. You love Empire, David. Oh, yeah. My favorite. Roman. Great. Always think about aqueducts over here. Yeah. Um, how they how they get the water in there? How do they do that? Guess we'll never know. Mm, forums? Love it. But yeah, uh, so um, Comrade Decade was like the 10th after they restarted in like 2000 Comrade Show. So it was like a anniversary tribute to everything. It was, and it also was like the end of an era. And 10 years after, there was another tribute show that was like 20 year anniversary. That had like mm. even more tribute stuff. Um. But I wanted to watch Comrade Decade because I thought it was pivotal to understanding Comrade Fies and just the weirdness that Comrade gets into once it kind of becomes like more comic booky. Mm. But David, um, just before we even like get into what happens, weird, right? <laughs> weird show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I, I kind of knew the concept of Decade. But maybe I didn't know really what decade was about because it's 
freaking weird. Yeah. Um, it's hard to really even just... I forgot how much this show was this show. That's what I will say. Yeah. Because you haven't seen all these shows. No, I haven't, right? So... But how long did it take you to figure out something was wrong? Uh, it was... It, well, it was in the Kiva episode that I knew something was weird, but I wasn't 100% sure because I've never seen Kiva. So I was like, when the Kiva episode involves some like child turning into like the, the, the common writer, I'm like, I've seen like pictures of Kiva and the dude from Kiva, and I don't remember a child being the common writer. That's weird. No, that's Kiva there, the real one. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, he looks like some visual K looking ass dude. Oh, and, yes. Um, That's not him. So what's the deal? This show is so weird with how it handles. Basically, what the show ends up being is Crisis of Infinite Earths. It just does it so weird because they don't bring back much of the cast but it's not like it's just oh we like bring back no cast it's they bring back some cast in weird ways right so like i thought going because i had never seen anything of decade but i understood like the concept i thought it was going to be like oh we're bringing back previous cast for one or two episodes they're going to hang out and do some things and like they're not going to be there that long because you know they're going to transform into the common writer and then that's just the suit actor who's probably in every common writer because that's their job um mm-hmm. and like they won't actually have to do like a lot of of stuff and then like zero of them show back up as far as i know at least in this set yeah so he the actor who plays kiva shows up in the first episode to tell him hey the multiverse is fucked up gotta go kill a bunch of like alternate reality people and he shows up in the last episode and be like you did not do a great job at that and that's it what? you know well you could have helped me then I guess like I don't uh, yeah no that is true it's real easy to say and not do in one of the movies um, the actor for Agito shows up at the end to like wave at him and be like ah it was good to meet you right and then in the second to last and the last episode, Comrade Blade shows up and just whips his ass a bunch. Fun. Yeah, so it, immediately at that point, I was like, something is not right here. Mm-hmm. What we missed was I made us watch uh, the like cult open of the first episode, which was like, there's a big writer conflict. It's going to kill us all. Right. The rest of the first three episodes are there's this guy, Sukasa, who has amnesia. He's found by this girl, Natsumi, and her, her grandfather and lives with them at their photo studio. Mm-hmm. He can't take photos properly because he's somehow phased out or not right in the world. I mean, he's not right, but I don't think that has anything to do with uh, his, his ability to be in the in or out of the world. A major plot point is all his photos are messed up because he, like, isn't in sync with reality. Oh, okay. But, so, a bunch of monsters show up, he becomes a bunch of past common riders, and then he finds out that their cards are all, like, blanked out, and he has to go meet them. 
Okay. And destroy their worlds. That's what we missed. So wait, the the plot is he's going to their worlds to intentionally kill the other writers? Yes. Oh, so he's like a fucking interdimensional assassin a la Lobo. That's why they keep calling him like devil, the white devil, the pink devil, whatever they call him, you know? The pink devil, that's something else. Oh, yeah, yeah no. So in the first arc, he meets Kamurta Kuga. Mm. Now, at this point, Joe Odagiri is like a popular actor, so he doesn't show up. Like, he's still like starring at stuff now, I guess. <laughs> he's like, like, I got stuff to do. I'm not showing up a common writer. So they introduce this guy, Yusuke, who's like got a different last name. It's like, oh, it's a different one. That's okay. I'm sure later we'll have more common writers that are the real ones. Because they're like, a lot of common writer actors are like successful, but available enough to like show up for like two episodes or something, you know? Right. You show up for like an episode and like you're not, you're not like fighting or doing anything. You're kind of just like talking to people and then you go henshin and then like your job is done, right? Like at that point, you're not really doing anything else in the episode, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then we get to the Kamara Kira episode. We're like, what? Kiva was just here. Why is he talking to this child? Kamara Kiva is a show about how does a neat interact with the world and rejoin society. Mm-hmm. The main character is like, doesn't want to breathe like the same air as people. He's like a shut in entirely. He's not doing anything. Like, his neighbors, like, think he's some weirdo. It's basically like how he starts to have friends is like a big part of the show. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's also like split between him in 2008 being like the super shut-in and his dad in 1986 who is just a cure from Changeron but in the 80s and really good at violin. Okay. Uh-huh. And it's like their journeys, basically. That's not really what this arc is about at all <laughs> with Kiva here, this child. No, no, it's like, like, it's, I don't know, it's like about, like, him as a child, and he's, like, the king, but then he's hide himself away because he's instituted some kind of law that says humans and, uh, what are the, fangires, is that what they're called? Yeah, fangires, yep. Fangires, okay, um, so him and the fingers, um... Are have some kind of I don't like I don't know the plot of Kiva because I've never watched it, but it's like implied this is some like a law they have to follow for reasons. I don't know why if he has some kind of like power over them that prevents them from doing stuff or what. Because the king says so and he'll kill you otherwise. Okay, cool. Okay. So on threat of death, you need to do my bidding. Yeah. So Kamar Kiva is also by Inoue, which is why, like, the Fangar's face thing is kind of like the, like, Orphanok one. Um, right. It has, like, this, like, ruling class that'll kill you. It's kind of just, you know, um, it's, there is this race of monsters based off of, like, universal monsters that will kill you, so you better kill people, but there's no, like, rule of law, there's no, like, lording over people. Like, they're all hidden from people. Right. Um, so, here's the king, by the way, uh, to show you what a metal dude he is. Oh, yeah. Look at that hair. Yeah. And he becomes. He's got a singular. He looks like some fucking dude that they pulled out of like a visual K band and like stuck in Mad Max. There you go. 
and Kiva like gets really weird because there's like um the actress from Mari shows up, but she's playing like a new character, Mio, and it turns out that she's secretly like the queen of the Fangires and is finding out and she's like in love with like the main character, but also the new younger king wants to marry her to like unite their race, but but it's his half brother. It's a whole thing. Uh okay. Here it's just like some dudes are like following their king and telling him to do well because he's a child because he's like 10. Right. And like his dad shows up and he's a fan guy or his dad was a human in the original. Only like a passing resemblance. Right. And then like it's implied that like he had a human mom. Like I don't know if that's in the series at all or his mom is the old queen of the fangire who died or like got stripped of her powers for like marrying a human okay um spoilers for kiva i guess yeah uh i don't know if i'll ever watch it but uh yeah okay so that all of that stuff doesn't seem like it has any kind of impact at all on what's going on in this version other than like looser related things it's just like to show how weird this show gets and um other than the suit like that's about it yeah and he kind of fights like the like original kiva he kind of doesn't though which is weird to do mm. but um the first thing that i noticed in this first arc though was how rough some of the acting was um the main character that plays decade um mashahiro inoue no relation mhm he is a beloved Tokusatsu actor. He's been in um, this show. He's in several anniversary events. Mm-hmm. He gets his own like Garo show. Oh, really? But basically, he becomes this beloved dude that everyone's like, he's so hot. He's so cool. He's like the coolest dude. He shows up. He's an utter like herb here. He has not found that yet at 18 in his first TV role. Mm. Um. Yeah, he's a little bit wooden. But, like, by the end, though, he is much less wooden. Okay. He has a cool backstory. Um, (laughs) He, like, just is in a bunch of Toku stuff. Showed up recently on Kiva Day with the actors that played, like, Fize and, like, Kaiza and, like, and, like, had a live show where he sang Justifies with them and be like, hey, guys, was in the live-action Danganronpa and married his co-star. The fuck? Yeah. And then he became the CEO of uh, the company that made Tenchi Buo uh, this year, randomly. <laughs> oh, right. Yes, I talked about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. His first order as the CEO of that company was he made a new indie tokusatsu like show called Sentika F8ABA6 Jizariz. Wait, what? <laughs> Let me know if you have a different reading on this. Is this is this a Giga production? No. <laughs> uh, let me see. <laughs> um, how would you pronounce that? If not, j- uh, Sintika F eight A B A six Jisarisu. Okay, so not Jizariza. No, G G. It's yeah, 
Jisarisu. Oh, but it's not, it's not, it's not F8AB, it's F8ABAROKUJISARISU. This sounds like some, like, knockoff AKB47 fucking, like, mixed with tokusatsu bullshit. Here's a better, like, poster for his show that he got for Garo. Is this the second season of Garo? Or third one? I don't remember what it's... I don't remember the chronological history of, of Garo, but... It's like the seventh season spinoff. Oh, okay. So it's, like, way down there. All right. So outside of their 2020 AR Universe VR Battle Royale, he actually had the last Garo show mm. that came out. You know, a popular character uh, people like Decade. There's, like, rumors that He'll show up in the currently airing show, which people really want. Um, in Gotchard? Yeah. He just got some new premium Bandai shoes announced. So just this guy is popular. And part of the reason I wanted to watch this was he shows up again in what we're watching at least once or twice. Okay. Those shoes kind of fire, though. Yeah. They're pretty cool looking fucking shoes. And they have like... um weird velcro things to like change the like logo for each rider too if you want to be different ah cool oh man they got some they got kabuto shoes too oh they do yeah they had um five shoes at one point that went out of stock but also i'm like a probably a too big a size for whatever they're doing but no um so just he is a popular dude he starts off here and this first arc is a little rough because just like oh here's this other Kuga who's also this young actor here's this like girl named uh-huh. Natsumi and he keeps calling her Natsu Mandarin because yeah Natsu Beacon's like a citrus fruit right it's like a, his pun yes hardy har har yeah it's a bad joke <laughs> yeah yeah it is your favorite joke the one that always makes you laugh, though, David, is when mm. she does that pressure point to be like, "Oh, that's a hearty hearth heart. That's, that's oh, a good one." I wondered about that. I'm like, "Is that the is that the goofy fucking thing that they're gonna do in this series?" Like, not that I'm watching yeah. it, but like, I'm like, okay. Something that is said about this show is it has no story. Like in the show, they say, "You're decade. You don't have your own story, <laughs> bitch." <laughs> <laughs> You're decade. You don't have your own story, bitch. Yeah, because there's um him. There's Natsumi. There's her grandfather. He's wacky. Others, uh, Yusuke, who's does nothing really for being Comrade Kuga. He does very little. Right. Um, there is a little silver female Kiva named Kivala. Yeah, I saw that too. I, is that part of Kiva like originally, no. or is that's just some extra bullshit? Yeah. Okay. And then there is Narutaki. Now, Narutaki, how would you describe this guy? This uh, old dude. He, so he's like, uh, what's he's like the dude from Den-O in the hat who's kind of like the, the mystery evil man. That's true. But like his characterization, how would you characterize him? Um, angry salary man who's recently unemployed. Like I, like, I don't know enough about like where he started as a character or like what his motivations are. He's just kind of like, he looks like a dude in a fucking bucket hat. And he's like, I'm going to destroy the world. (laughs) You would be correct in that. That's the most context. You have as much context as I do basically for this character. Mm -hmm. Cause he just shows up and is like, 
decade this is all your fault you son of a bitch give me pictures of spider-man and just like <laughs> yells at him and tries to kill him okay and there's no reason this show's kind of whack because like it's shorter and mm. some people are like oh the budget was too much because they had all the crossover stuff i think they just wanted to like have super sentai and decade and the cover writer start at different times so they could sell toys better mm-hmm. so this show ends and it ends at episode 31 um which is like very early for a like writer show mm-hmm. and it ends with this big clusterfuck like cliffhanger and then there's a preview for the movie coming out in December it ends in like September there's a movie coming in December that'll be the final chapter uh-huh. then the movie comes out different movie not that movie wait what <laughs> parents complained about the movie being the final chapter to having to see the movie to like get the end of the yeah uh so they kind of just like skip two thirds of the ending get to the very ending and then that's the movie uh for decade it seems like this show kind of like didn't know what like it had an idea vaguely and then like didn't know what it wanted to do with it yeah really gacked is the person who understands the show the best he's like yeah music i got you great music of the show but yeah they basically like had here's this guy he's gonna destroy the world's become their friends he can turn into each common rider mm-hmm. it's in the aftermath of the show where he becomes like a beloved character where he shows up and kind of like makes sense of the multiverse is really where he becomes like a like an important guy mm-hmm. but that's all context here's kiva kiva's dad is gonna take over as king and kill all the humans it leads to like him taking like the like Kiva armor and then it leads to decade getting transported to the stadium mm. and he fights actual Kusika, not an AR Kusika. That is the, supposed to be the real one. Cause that is, it's definitely his voice. Yes. So that's where the show is weird. Cause it's like, okay, these are all the wrong Kiva characters. This is the actual character from Fize though, is what we're supposed to, yeah, I like I I was so confused because I'm like, okay, I knew that this two set of thing was like supposed to be um like Kiva oriented and then Kaiju shows up and I'm like uh okay, why? What? Okay, sure. Yeah, why not? They get a little better at like making it be comic booky later, but here's just a little random seeming. Yeah, like he just he just like shows up and then he fights and then he disappears. Like it's, it's so weird. It's like they'd planned like this fight for like the five section. And then like, it didn't really fit because they're like, Oh, well the thing we've written for the five section doesn't make any fucking sense either. So, um, we've already filmed it. Let's just put it in the Kiva part. In the first arc for Kuga, there's a scene where he meets Kuga and they're fighting. Cause he's like, because he was like oh i don't know you mm. and um then a dimensional wall shows up and the like two grasshopper riders from kabuto show up and they're played by the actors and they fight okay. so this is a recurring bit that's just so yes. random like what like you kind of want it to be oh it's all alternative worlds but also sometimes the real world like versions come in for a like cameo but this is kind of like oh the earth three 
where Wonder Woman killed Superman, that world's going to get destroyed to make one Prime Earth kind of... Right, sure, whatever. yeah. And, like, in the end, like, what happens, though, is that Kiva... Kid Kiva learns his lessons and become friends with Decade, and his card gets unlocked, basically. But not before turning him into a giant bow and arrow and shooting him at his dad. What do you think of the final form rides? Uh, they're a controversial topic. Uh, so you mean like where they turn into like giant weapons? Yeah. He says this might tickle and then breaks his sternum. Spinal cord. Yeah. Snaps his spinal cord in half and it's like, don't worry about it, bro. It's, it's all good. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've seen those things in real life. They, they big, they chonk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, it's dumb. Like, yeah, never before have I been so obviously never before. Like, it's so blatant that it's like, here's <laughs> here's the toy we're going to make. And, you know, like this is their first foray into like, we can resell these belts. We can make new toys over to the characters. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, that's it. It feels like here's a here's a toy commercial for the last decade because we still have stock left <laughs> for these writers. Like, that's kind of what it feels like. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And, like, in the end, it's just, okay, they kill his dad and he's king now. and He's going to stop people from getting killed by, like, Fangire. I will say, so I have a question, though. Is, is, um, is the Fangire, the dad Fangire, is that a new suit? Yes, all of the main villains are new suits. Okay, because that suit is fucking cool. It looks cool as shit. Kiva has pretty good suits, honestly. Um, what's the suit of the final villain in Kiva? Oh, there we go. This is the Bat Fangire. Yeah, they look pretty sick. Like, who's who's making like this? The mouth to me screams the same dude who did Momotaros. I wonder. I bet it probably is if I like look down and it's like, who made these? Who designed all these? Yeah. It's probably the same dude. Um because they're the same guys who who did Garo too, remember? Yeah, so um Tomotsu Shinohara is a reoccurring costume designer of the Heisei Kamen Rider series. He's worked on Black RX, Yuki, Fies, Blade, Kiva, Decade, uh O's. Gaim EXA build ZO and probably more than that, I would assume. Um, if you want to go to his designs from ZO really quick, just click on one of the another characters that you know, like the other like character of. Oh, okay. So let's like go like another. Okay, I know what Kabuto looks like. I know what Deno looks like. I know what Fize looks like. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are cool looking. Ooh, Deno looks cool, yeah. where, like, the, the peach, like, things on his head have become, like, horns, like, double horns. Like, honestly, Zio's not remembered as fondly, but I think that it's a better tribute show, because they have, like, these weird, like, what if the Rider powers got, like, corrupted, perverted things going on. Yeah. And they bring back the actual cast. Like, not everyone, but some mm. of them. Apparently, he's also worked on a ton of Sentai series as well, so I would not put it past him to have worked on Garo. I'm going to go to his IMDb and take a look. 
there was somebody who worked on Garo and like Changer on, maybe is what I'm thinking of. Oh, sh- yeah, this is the guy who worked on Changer on. Okay, there you go. Yep, he's the character designer for Changer on for all 39 episodes. There's some beggars in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, um, so we have the um whole context, and we have like the first arc. Now we get to Fi's arc, and here I think it's clear. Are they just going to school because it's smart brain? I, dude, like I don't like what the fuck is like. None of this shit has any. The only like thing that is like tangentially related to any of the common writers, uh, as far as I've seen so far, because like. Fizen and Deno, I know because we've watched those series. But the other ones, I'm just kind of like, okay, sure. Like, I bet this is related somehow. But like, the only thing that's related is the suit, really. Yes. So like, we start Fize by there's this big twink on a building, and he's a thief, and he's trying to find Fize. Right. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? This and- would be the first time you saw him. That motherfucker can't act either. He's wooden as a fucking board as well. So, just like Narutaki shows up and is like, Decade, you motherfucker, you did it. Yeah. Um, Dien's whole thing is he's like, Have you had any sea cucumber yet? You'll remember me then. Which is like, okay, sure. He also gets the same kind of, like, people love him because he shows up at stuff later after he's, like, a solid actor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, he has a gun and he's coming to the end. But first, the Fies show, we see that they're Smart Brain High School. Because, you know, there's a Rusei school and it's called Smart Brain. So that's true, right. right? S- school. School was a, a thing. Maybe. Kind of. I just, these motherfuckers, I can't believe they have the goddamn audacity to show the fucking, um, He's like in his house, and that giant wall scroll comes down, and it's the stupid, uh, not jet slagger. What the fuck is it? The auto uh, vagin. The auto vagin. And it doesn't show up in the fucking episode. Super briefly, it does at the end of the first really? episode. Did I miss that? For like half a second? Yeah, it saves him. The start of episode two, maybe. Let me see. Episode 11, but yeah. And like I like how like the like backdrop comes down. It's like here's the episode or like the like world we're going to, but it is just it's not five. It's like it it must be in the next episode because yeah, I just I'm going through it now and I don't remember it uh, showing up here. Yeah, because he fights him as like an orphanoc, and then he's like blah blah blah, and he shoots him with the gun, and then where does the auto vagin actually show up? Oh, it does show up for like half a second. Very briefly. Um, but so, like, it was literally on the screen for maybe five seconds. Yeah. The whole thing of the Fize arc is it's introducing the second writer, and it's like, oh, Fize is this guy in high school, and you don't even know his name till the end. Who could guess it was him? Right. He likes this girl that, that and she does photos. Um, she's not Mari. I forget her name. She's not Mari. It's, it's, it's okay. She's, just like Yuka or Not something. The main lead. Yeah. Yuri, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't, I don't just, remember. They're in a club. And then, like, there's this point where we're supposed to be like, oh, she screams Takumi. And he becomes five. You're like, oh, wow, that's Takumi. And then it's not fucking Takumi at all. 
literally no nothing. He doesn't look like him. He doesn't act like him. He doesn't fight like nope. him. Nope. And some people have said, oh, you should watch Comrade Decade to see what Comrade show you want to watch. I'm very much no. No. This isn't like you, it. And you get weird spoilers. Like, he's an orthodox. That's a weird thing to go to the show knowing. Yeah. Like, if if someone ever told me, just based on what I've seen here, that you should watch Decade to figure out what common writer you want to watch, that is just the most wrong you could ever be. Because so far, none of them, like, they've been so tangentially related, they might as well even have been a different fucking series, like, at this point. Yeah. But so, like, when Kusika goes to different worlds, he gets outfits. And um, here he's a student. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm a student. And he goes to Spark Brain High, and there's kids in white. There's the elite. There's the popular kids. Right. And they they just straight up call them Lucky Clover. I'm like, no, you're not. Get the, get the fuck out of here. No, you're not. Where's Chaco? Yeah, first off, well, yeah, where's Chaco? Second... D- Bitch, you ain't Sayako. Don't even try. You ain't even half as hot as that chick. Or half her age. Yeah. Well, no, she's probably half her age. The only notable cast member here is that uh, the main tiger orthodox, which of the designs, I think is actually the worst one because he does not look like the other orthodox at all. No. Yeah, he looks fucking weird. He goes on to become Ank, a main character in Comrade O's. As the like the same character from decade? Oh no, the actor. Sorry. Oh, the actor does. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I was like, that would be very weird. I mean, at least they brought back like they they brought back um uh what's his name? Uh Dragon Orphanok. I forget his name all the time. Kitazaki. Kitazaki. They bring back Kitazaki, they bring back uh Takamura. Takuma? Like, they bring back all the Orphanox suits, right? Like, all the Orphanox suits are back. The main, like, Lucky Clover suits, right? Including before he gets revived, because the main dude has, like, revival powers. Right. Like, Kitazaki's in his, like, speed form, but it's just weaker instead of, yeah. Because why, why would we care about, like, like, that's the thing that, like, to me is really weird, right? It's like, this is supposed to be a show that um like kind of respects the the previous um shows that came with it but like it's mostly just set dressing to give him an excuse to fight a different monster every week worth noting actually in the first arc with kiva there's only one character from kiva who shows up and that is the spider guy with the puppets who hits on natsumi Mm -hmm. is a recurring character in kiva that's yeah. his actor. It's just so weird how it's like super hodgepodge, though. Right. Like, it doesn't seem like they planned this out very well. Like, they had an idea and they're like, yeah, uh, the other writers from other universes is going to show up. And it's like, well, if you're going to do that, go all the way. Like, you have the suits, clearly, because you're using them in the episodes. Okay, maybe you can't get the actors in to, to do it, but like, at least make the the plot line like revolve around the original story. Like, why does this take place at high school? 
in Zio, the 20th anniversary show, mm-hmm. they don't get all the main cast back, but they do get back side characters. Mm-hmm. And like th- the conceit is kind of that, like the collectible in that show erases the writer from history. So there's lots of stuff where it's like, oh, he's gone now because the timeline has been changed by this like thing being created. Right. And like that other writer is like a perverted version of them. So it's kind of like, okay, cool. Like there's at least a reason how four or five of the main leads don't show up. You know? Yeah, like, I don't know, like, if you wanted to do a writer show where, like, you have, like, writers fighting each other, Zio seems like the way to do it where, like, oh, now they're, like, corrupted writers, so, like, it really doesn't matter who we put in the suit because it's not intended to be that person anymore. The actors for Takumi and Kusika are in Zio. Well, what the fuck were they doing here? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Right? Like, like when did Decade come out? I feel like Decade came out in 2009. Yeah, okay, I was going to say, like, 2010. So, 2009. I want to see what the the main character, uh, the main actor for Takumi was fucking doing in (laughs) 2009. Um, Right? Like, what, what better stuff did you think that you were, you were doing in 2009 that you couldn't show up for one episode of Common Rider? Well, you know what? That's a good question. Um, I think that you need to see um, <laughs> what he did around that time. Mm, let me look. Let me look. Uh, mm, what is it? What the fuck is this? In the Super Sentai show, Burning Hawk. So he did some shitty fucking car sentai based on like fucking samurai. I'll be honest. I don't know if he did. He was in Drift 3 and Drift 4 around this time. So, okay. <clears throat> Let's see. Um... When did Common Rider so Common Rider five 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 ended in oh four? Yeah. Decade happened in oh eight? Uh two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Okay. He did one movie in two thousand nine. You can't tell me you were busy, motherfucker. They might just not have wanted to pay him. I mean maybe, but like he couldn't have been that popular if he did one movie. <clears throat> he might not have been that popular. He might have been he he might have cost more than a 17-year-old, though. Maybe. I mean, like, he's only showing up for one episode, so it's not, like, you know, that crazy. It says he was a, in, like, a TV movie in 2009. Um, yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> um, how I'd have to see the kanji. Okay. But um yeah, I it sounds like a uh it sounds like it's a like drama, like a a, a women's drama. Okay. Like a, like a yeah. that's perfect for him. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Like that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. So let's get through this arc cuz still something to go. Yep. But basically, the first episode ends with he's being hunted by Lucky Clover. Turns out that 
Kaido join Lucky Clover and then he double crossed them because he wants to fly his gear. He is a traveling treasure hunter. Um, he has Kamen Rider D end. He's blue. He has a gun. He has super speed, and he can summon other Kamen Riders to fight for him. Wait, his name is Kaido. Yeah, Kaido. Uh, or Daiki? What is it? I do. Who cares? <laughs> blue, the blue rider. K a i t o. Oh, Kaito. Yeah, Kaito. Kaito. Kaido and Kaito are yeah different. But okay, yeah, Kaito. It's confusing because we're talking about Fies and Kaido as a character in Fies, but Kaido doesn't actually show up in this. But Kaito shows up in this. Yeah, Kaito. And yeah, he summons like a bunch of random common riders. Yeah, they seem like like weird side characters because like I've never seen some of these guys. I'm like, who the fuck is this green and red dude? Christmas tree looking ass. He was common rider Kabuki from the Hibuki movie, and the other dude was common rider fuck comrade fuck all right ray from the kiva movie okay so like i said just like kind of one-off yeah dudes but basically like this arc ends with the like fi's gear gets thrown in the river Paitakumi, because he's upset about everything that happened and there's a whole like thing oh like, i don't want to be fi's it's like oh can like the one thing they bring from Fies is that not Mari is like disgusted by Orphanoc. There's like a weird thing to bring in. Right. And he's like the wolf Orphanoc way more than Takumi ever was in the show. Mm-hmm. But they have this big fight. They fight with Lucky Clover and he becomes a gun. And compared to all of the other ones, he just kind of grows some armor on the back. <laughs> he just kind of folds over yeah. and yeah, it's kind of not great looking to be honest. He's a gun and he kills them all. And then <laughs> what happened at the end of DN and like the rubble and like. So at the end, he finds the the one fucking belt from the movie, the like Omega looking belt. I forget what writer that writer's name is called. Um, Orga. Orga. He finds the Orga belt in rubble and then he's like, look what I found. This is worth more than. Ten doubloons of treasure. So I forget exactly what he says. Something like that. Because Decade told him, hey, there's something more valuable than the Fies belt in this world. Like, he meant the people or whatever. And then Kaido's like, man, you're right. There's all these belts in the rubble. It's even more valuable. Which I really like that, actually. I think that's very funny. But, yeah. Not not Fies, though. Nope. No. It's, like, so tangent. Like, it's so tangentially related, it's like, why even bother at this point? Hey, we skipped some more episodes to the Super Deno arc. Mm-hmm. Of all of the nine worlds that Decade visits, this is the only one that's canon. The real world. Yeah, so, like, this this one has way more to do with uh, Deno than anything else. Right? Like, so in the previous movie that was like the end of Deno, farewell Deno. Mm-hmm. Um, do we watch that one? The grand, well, uh, no, we didn't. Mm. Uh, but like the grandson of Ryotaro shows up uh-huh. and is like, "I'm new Deno, fifty years in the future." Right? Okay, that that explains the little child. The older child we see later is his grandson. The younger child is Ryotaro, 
now that the timelines change because right. this is all canon. That's the canon Ryotaro. He's just fourteen now, mm-hmm. and his seventeen-year-old grandson's here as new Deno. It's all in the movie. It's weird, uh, but like this leads to a mid-season movie crossover with Decade and Deno that like gets teased in the like in the episodes that we're watching, but like we didn't watch. Right. But basically, this is all canon because that's like supposed to be the actual cast is like the owner's there and like young Hannah's here and Naomi's here and like all the Taros are here. Right. The plot here is that because of the time aberrations, which they think that decade cause Momotros is missing and he's like, just like he body jacks decade and then Kuga mm-hmm. uh, to hunt down some like imagine. And then what I think is a true, credit to the writing is they show the other imagine meeting decade by having a guy just harass Natsumi on the street yeah that seems about right <laughs> so that um Sugasa can be possessed by uh Urotaros, yeah so as Momotaros he's got spiky hair mm-hmm. as Urotaros he gets a white suit yeah he gets like a white suit and a cane and he's like he looks like a fucking circus barker he, he gets grabbed by Kintaros who makes him like a mountain bandit from like an old like <laughs> yeah, drama he looks like uh there's a guy in uh in Japan um they have like these AU commercials AU is like a uh a cell phone like provider but like all of their uh they're all of their um cms or commercials are like set in like momotaro's land okay or like momotaro land yeah and it's like um yeah like you can see here i'll i'll, I'll post them but like uh for my au's i prefer coffee shop ones but i get it you know yeah so like he, he looks like the dude on the far left i don't know if he's like a specific character he's like generic mountain bandit warrior dude yeah, like I think, but I think he's like actually a a, a character from Momotaro. Oh, okay. Because he's probably like Kintaro's. Yeah, pro- yeah, probably. I would, I would probably. No, Kintaro is the guy on the right who has the giant metal thing that says Kin on it. Oh, true. And also, he becomes the best one. He becomes Rutaros, and he just looks like a. Weird. He looks like a crime, cultural crime. Oh god, yeah, he looks like some fucking Harajuku vomit. He got like a Rastafarian jumpsuit on. Yeah, he he yeah he he's there's definitely some some race crimes being perpetrated. Oh, and then like he gets his pressure point. He gets um. His outer prostate gets pushed by Natsumi, and like he knocks them all out. Sure, yeah. And then she gets possessed. Right. And she becomes all of them. And she gets possessed by Urataros that is hot. She gets possessed by Kintaros that is like a traditional like lady. And she gets possessed by Rutaros's more vomit weirdness. Yeah, yeah. She she looks like Ed girls I've seen in fucking Harajuku who just look like pink vomit. Yeah. She looks like when you drop like a lollipop in like a like 
and like sprinkles arcade or something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a bit much but so they fight and the last arc he got the powers of agito so he's using agito's powers to fight them and it's fine um but the shop disappears they're like oh no it's the end of the world it's gonna die and the next episode they're like it's fine i do i do love there's like there's like a specific part where like she's running away from um the the decky guy as uh uh the purple one what's his name Urutaros? no Rutars. Rutars. And he's just like B-boy stepping down the fucking street. She's just like running away from him screaming. I think that's really funny, actually. Like this one had had the most um the most DNA from the original series that it's pulling from. It helps that they had most of the cast of the original series. It's a wonder it does that. Right, yeah. But basically. They find out, actually, there's a train car that has their grandpa in it, and it's all good. And they make friends with the Taros, and then they go and find Momotaros, and they miss this silver guy. Hopefully he's not a bad guy in the movie that's about to come out. Weird. Uh, But then (laughs) they fight this crocodile guy. Mm -hmm. And so, like, Denno is getting attacked by Dien, who wants him to become Denliner and, like, be his treasure. And he's fighting, like, Comrider's it's a sword from um, Kabuto Saga from Kiva and he gets his ass kicked and then he's like I still won't be de- I still won't be deadlined okay I'll come look grab you later and then later he gets his card changed by Tusika and then instead now turns into Momotaros that's his like form <laughs> mm. oh um in the Fies arc there's this moment where Tusika gets sent to a dimension without his powers to get saved by the end who shows that he can like summon Kiba and do his like whole little like mm-hmm. arrow power too but yeah so in the end though he like gets ejected from Kuga and Kuga be- becomes a Kuga but then he gets turned into his final ride form and then Momotaros puts a sword in his ass and uses him to attack the uh, bad guy and win because, you know, yep. humor. Yep, of course, yeah. The one good thing I actually like, he kicks uh, when, like, uh, not Kuga joins the fight. He is like, okay, I get what's going on. It just kicks Momotaro's in the head, and they're all pauses in the air talking until the bad guy is like, what the fuck are you doing? I... I I just like the... the there's, like, a specific point in, in this set of two episodes where, like, um... I think it's in the the second episode um, where they're just like all on the den liner and just like it's just this fucking cavalcade of like wacky ass fucking chaos and reminds me of like how much better Den O is than than other shows and like how much I'm like oh yeah like like uh Mobotaros and all the Taros are fucking weird and the guy who uh owns the train the fucking train master's a fucking weirdo and uh what's her name the bartender's also a fucking weirdo and hana's naomi Naomi and hana's there but she's like grown up now because there's been some time between the but she's still a kid not the original actor yeah yeah yeah. and i just i love the the fucking station masters like just being a fucking goof when he's like (laughs) like uh kintaros is like lifting um 
the the fucking like barbell and then like out of frame he like picks up the guy by his throat and he comes into frame and he's dancing behind uh Taros and shit like he's just, it's just goofy in a way that like other series aren't and like you kind of it kind of made me remember like oh yeah like th- at the start of Deno it was kind of like eh, whatever you know I was kind of like eh, I don't know about this but like how much those characters ended up actually growing on me Mm-hmm. and they're fun characters like they're good at like being in movies and crossovers more than being in their own show honestly right you know? yeah and they're fun in the background and like there's like a like scene later that's like very fun with like momotaros too which yep is pretty good but yeah so that's the end of Deno. they have a whole movie it's kind of super throwaway they go back in time there's a, a, a time warship and they fight a gold and silver brother. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get to the last arc, which is eighty. Another show you haven't seen, Hibiki. And now tribute is a rough thing to say, but it is a tribute arc to Hibiki. Um, now, <laughs> what do you know about Kamen Rider Hibiki? Fucking nothing. I, I like Kamen Rider Hibiki is like vaguely like yokai Japanese bullshit. Comrade Hibiki was originally not going to be a Kamen Rider show, but they just decided okay. to make it last minute. Because I guess, like, when, like, Ishimori died, he had, like, unfinished drafts of, like, heroes that were Ani and, like, fought monsters with sound. Mm-hmm. So, what most people know about Hibiki is that partway through, its staff got changed. Like, in, like, episode 29 of 48, they changed the whole staff. And the show got terrible. Ah. Cumberland Hibiki is an incredible show. Like, when we watched it, like, me and stuff, I was super surprised by it. Because basically, like, um, the characters use their music to fight, but it's basically, like, um, the main characters are a 13-year-old boy and, like, a 31-year-old man, so it's not, like, a 20-year-old guy, basically. The mentorship of this kid who's entering high school by this common rider but instead of being just like a cool guy common rider he's kind of treated like an aging like an aging athlete mm. who's like going to either die or be crippled in the next couple of years like from his profession mm-hmm. there's this character in the show that's like a couple years older than him who basically gets like a cte arc <laughs> okay where he's just been so badly hurt like his leg and his head are so messed up if he keeps fighting he's going to definitely die like it's too much strain on his body mm-hmm. and like he goes to his doctor and like his doctor's like yeah you're gonna like have your head explode and your like knees explode if you uh, Fun. Keep, like become a writer yeah I love when my knees explode so like it's like this whole weird thing about like here's this like 13 year old kid and like he doesn't know what he believes and here's this like dude in his early 30s who's like I actually have no life skills, and in a couple of years, I'm going to stop being able to do this. Right. I don't know. That's not really present in this tribute arc. Uh, th- yeah. Um, th- none of that shit seemed to come up at all. So, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> like, I like. I don't. I have no idea. Like, not only do I have no context for what the fuck is going on, I don't even think it would matter. 
this is also the last tribute arc. So this is the end of him journeying the world, and you wouldn't really be able to tell besides once or twice it comes up. Right. Another cool thing about Hibiki is that until the changeover, it all takes place in like mountain ranges and like on like hiking trips, basically. Like all the monsters are like they're hunting down monsters before they can reach civilization. Right. Yeah. 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 And um, the monsters they're hunting down aren't human sized. They're all like rotoscoped like crabs and spiders that have been like scaled up so it just looks all fucked up yeah it, it, yeah i know yeah i've seen stuff from it where that is very evident and it looks fucking weird and the ones here are like a little more cg but they do look like they're like weird fmv by the end of like the show mm. so they come to the world of hibiki they're in the forest He's got a pink gi on and like some big hair. He meets this kid in silver. He's Asabu. He's another kid rider because they wanted a kid, not a teen, I guess. But he uses the powers of like Kabuto and fights this like one monster. Yeah. And then they meet Hibiki, his master. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is so our hang on. I have to ask, is any of the, the writers in this people from previous things at all? Or, like, any of the characters? More than any other show that's not Deno, but they're all wrong. (laughs) Okay. So, Hibiki (laughs) and Asumu, like, the two main characters. Yeah. Not from Hibiki. Okay. The two heads of the other schools and their two apprentices are are played by the main characters, played the same characters, just entirely different. Uh Uh-huh. The head of the guitar school is the guy with the CTE arc, where, like, he has to stop being a, like common rider or like his body will explode <laughs> okay yeah of uh, the um female student of the like trumpet group her whole arc is basically that she like has no family so she's becoming a common rider because it's her only like career path and like way to have like a stable way to like live mm-hmm. but then she like is unsure about it in the end so not present roles here. It's just like, oh, Starcross, like school lovers and all this stuff. Really cool show, honestly, um, until the change. But um, here's just like warring schools that he's going to unite the three schools. He's the headmaster. And, and there's a bunch of stuff where like the Hibuki Dojo gets decades to represent him. And the Zenki Dojo with the guitars gets the end. And they're like, oh, like I'm like a dojo breaker. And they're going to go fight. It seems weird that you let people you don't know fight for the fate of your school, but you know. And there's nothing in the Hibiki show mm. where these factions are at war. They're basically like know how like people that work in like firewatch towers or like at like lighthouses, like like just like people that mostly talk on radio yeah. or at diners. That's kind of the vibe of like, oh hey, like you're the guy from this like province. Oh cool, nice to see you. Or like, oh that guy like got his leg broken like can you cover the shift kind of thing like that's they're just like truck drivers basically in the show and like here they're like in combat uh but yeah um the only like here they do like a better job with their like crossover stuff where like d end like steals their scrolls and then he summons Deno turns him into momotaros and he's like you're ani and starts to fight them which is like a kind of funny joke there and then, like, Hibiki has to fight, and he turns into a monster, 
because the powers of the Ani are overwhelming his heart because his heart isn't pure. Okay. That's not at all in the show. That's not a plot point that it cannot happen. There's nothing to do with what's going on. Yeah. The plot of Hibiki is kind of like the plot of Demon Slayer a little bit where there's like these like weird figures that are making the monsters. Okay. Um, Not present here, but he's becoming a monster because he can't control the power of his heart and then he leaves the power to a student but not before he has to fight Kintaro, so come right to Ryuki and the students have to have to fight him but in the end his student becomes a main Hibiki and each of the of the like three school students work together and uh, the old Hibiki gets killed and then the silver Kiva Kivala uh-huh. brings back uh, Kamada Oja from Ryuki and he breaks the mountain to get a big crab to come out. And the crab's too powerful, so they all have to work together. Right. What do you think about the scene where they all had to fight this big crab and like use their drums and trumpets and guitars? I mean, like that that's the the kind of the what's it called? Like the how do I say it? Like that's the <laughs> I think is this not the one that I see like memed all the fucking time where they fight the giant crab and like Hibiki jumps on top and he's like banging it with his fucking uh sticks and shit? Yeah, this is. This is exactly the, the yes, fucking thing. So like this exact scene happened in Hibiki, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of just like a straight up copy of that. I think it's fine. Like it. They're doing the exact same thing. I do like Hibiki has a lot of fucking style. I will say that. Yes. Like, honestly, of any cover writer show, I'd say people should watch like Hibiki just because it's so cool when they're like, here's a bunch of like local truck driver common riders whose bodies are giving out like the local common rider union. Right. It's like, this is kind of cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's neat. Yeah. Like I, I I like the style of Hibiki, but man, I like knowing that it gets all like fucked up after a while, like that's kinda shitty. Yeah, it's a real downer because like the first couple episodes are fine and then it's just like, oh oh no. But yeah, so like um that's the tributes to the shows that we've watched, or like some of them, but just from here Cover Rider does a better job at their crossover stuff. But really quick, I want to talk about uh, what's next for Decade in his show. Okay. He's done with his tribute arcs to previous Cover Riders. He's had a crossover movie with Danelle. What else could happen? Well, the next arc, he goes to a negative world, like a photo negative world, where his photos come out real, but it's filled with dark common riders and he gets a final form. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. like you do. Then he goes to DN's world, which is a tribute to the alternate timeline common rider blade movie that has all the movie cast, but none of the blade cast from the show proper, which at that point, why would you even bother? You know? Yeah, true. Then he has a two episode, first ever Kamen Rider Super Sentai crossover arc where he crosses over with the currently airing show Samurai Sentai Shenkenger. Okay. Then he has a for the first time in 20 years um, 
the actor for Kamen Rider Black and RX reprises their role um, in a two-part Black and RX slash teasing the movie that is the big like Kamen Rider movie uh, arc. Hmm. Then he does a big two-episode arc with an alternative reality Kamen Rider Amazon. <laughs> and then he has two episodes to wrap up his story, which he doesn't. Decades seems like a fucking clusterfuck. It is. Yeah, it seems that way. <laughs> After that, he has half of a movie to um, kill all the Kamen Riders and then link their memories together by dying. Okay. Uh, spoiler alert, I guess. Then, or one of the three movies for the Super Deno movies in uh, 2010 is about the end hunting treasure and fighting the Taros. All right. And then the next thing is come writer X super Sentai superhero Tizen, which is a couple of years after the end of decade. But basically that year's super Sentai show had been a tribute show where they could transform into super Sentai. Uh-huh. So then they decided, what if every common writer and every super Sentai killed each other? But basically just in, um, in 2012, Kamen Rider versus Super Sentai. Mm. In 2014, Super Sentai has been downgraded in these like yearly movies to featuring Super Sentai, however. Um, but yeah, so Weird Clusterfuck is cover a decade. Not really a show that like has an ending. Um, not really a tribute to the shows at all. It has gacked in it, at least. <laughs> I guess that's cool. Gax in the movie. Okay. I. Gacked as a dude seems to be like he's kind of a fucking nerd. Like Gacked is like the coolest. Like he's like quote unquote the coolest guy TM. Um, But but he's just like a fucking nerd. Like he fucking loves Gundam. He loves Gundam so much. Uh, Who was it that I saw? I think. um. To talk about more cool guys, TM, and that they're trademark cool guys, I'm not saying they're cool guys or endorsing them, but um, Hideo Kojima has a diorama of the cafe cart of the Denliner that he loves to post on Twitter. What the fuck? Really? Taros. Yeah. I know that, um, who's it? Uh, Carl Urban is also a like weird Japan, like Tokusatsu Gundam fan. Is he? I didn't know that. Yeah. There's there's like pictures of of him and who else is it? Um Vigo Morganson? I I think so. Yes, him and Vigo Morganson buying Gundams in Japan and they're just buying a whole bunch of shit. Oh shit. This is like log hair back in the day. Yeah, this is old. This is like Borobir ass fucking <laughs> Oh, what do they got there? They got I see. Okay, uh, so so Vigo's got some Ultraman. There's Azaku. There's the Campfer. In the back is a poster for the fourth Digimon series where they're basically Kamen Riders. It's like 2005, maybe. Yeah. This is like Ooh, just multiple Zaku's. when this is just when uh, what's it called? Um, Seed came out. Oh, look at Vigo Mortensen. He has an alien Baltan and a Kamen Rider Ryuki. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Fucking nerd. The most... That is 
the kind of nerd you want like the weird like yeah like i'm also like this like massively beloved actor like everyone like thinks they're so cool i fucking love zaku zaku is my favorite <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah um, yeah vigo's a fucking weeb they're both weebs i would love like the like weird common rider movie where they're in the background for two seconds <laughs> oh like, man oh, okay imagine oh man did you like fucking cast like him now as like this like doubted out fucking common writer? I would love to see Carl Urban as a fucking just like you know a, a the boys style common writer. Like that would be great. His, where he's just like oh, I gotta go kill the common writers. I mean, um, in um Akiba Ranger, there's this whole thing where they like find the did the powerful Rangers the <laughs> yes. That's what they should be like. We're oh, like the God, like yeah. mass writers. Oh yeah, that'd be fucking funny. Uh, but <laughs> man, who would they? What writer would Vegan Morgan and Carl like, Urban be if they like had to like use the existing suits and say they? Oh, that's a good question. They made them. I don't know. I I find it funny. <laughs> There's a quote from because this is from like a story that was posted. Um like a a thing uh I'll link it to you here you can read it later but there's a quote from it where, where it goes uh then they went to the Gundam corner there they were really serious and and wearing this aura which prevented us from disturbing them they didn't move from there for nearly 20 minutes staring at goods and almost touching the glass case when they finally moved both of them bought several Gundams <laughs> there you go oh man you know that if either one of those guys wanted, they could just like, I'm sure they've had like fans send them like custom, like here's like the Aragorn Gundam and here's like the Judge Dread Gundam. Yeah. Man, this is cool as hell. Uh, this is exactly what I wanted of these guys. Um, and their looks are so too. what might be the art. Hey, we talked about Kyle in our decade. Here's Viggo Morgensen. Here's <laughs> Viggo Morgensen and Carl Irvin being fucking weeps. Oh, uh, okay. So 2003. Okay. Yeah, people did not know about like Come Rider much back then. Nope, not not in the West anyway. No, it really got like a little like most fan subs got big. I think around like 2005 or six. I think in the West for the Come Rider. But yeah, um, that's great. That's Come Rider decade. Um, it's weird, but I wanted this to see how Kusika shows up. How the Come Rider stuff is weird. How the multiverse stuff it comes up later and better. And some of these characters will recur next time. Because next time we are looking at um, Heisei Rider versus Showa Rider, Kamen Rider Taizen featuring Super Sentai. Awesome. Which is honestly, I'll need you to tell me then uh, what is a better use of the franchise weirdness. Okay, sure. A little bit of context. This movie takes place within the show it's like between episodes like 23 and 24 of like come writer game it's technically starring the game cast which we don't know just really quick game is the show that people love Mm -hmm. here's a poster it's a lot of writers it is the 15th heisai show and there were 50 showa shows so they said what if it was 15 on 15 and they had a war because you know what? Why not? Incomer Game is a show about 
breakdancers who find out that the world is ending and relive the conflicts of the Sengoku period. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. You would like game. It's it's good. It's not a meme is that fans of Cup Murder Game used to say that it could be aired on HBO with just subtitles, which most people make fun of them for saying that. But yeah, it's good. Um it is a show just about like how do you want to live? Like, what do you want to do with your power? It's like a pretty solid like writer show, like all told. And that's really all you like need to know is that at this point, they've just averted. At this point, they've just stopped the billionaires of the world from being able to, to survive the apocalypse because they want them to instead use the resources to everyone else. Mm-hmm. And then this, and then like this movie happens and it's like unrelated. <laughs> so David, though, um, any pressing questions or? What the fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I don't know. Like, this has just been so weird. Like, decade seems like a series I'll never watch now because it's just like this has nothing to do with any other common writer, and it doesn't really seem that being the case. It doesn't really seem to like hold up in in its own show where it has to borrow so much from other shows like i yeah mm. yeah part of the reason was decades in the movie we're going to watch next type he's a major character yeah. and i think you might like him a lot more in that context honestly possible um but who are your top three favorite characters of common writer decade oh jesus christ These four arcs <laughs> um <laughs> uh my top three favorite characters from Kamen Rider Decade are not from Kamen Rider Decade. Um, my favorite characters are fucking can't say Kusuka. No, because well, I well, can. can he, I guess, he's there. Maybe. He kind of in spirit. Yeah, you can. Um, you know, like Momotaros is great. He shows up in like episodes even outside of the the Deno one. Um, Momotaros is great. It's basically everyone on the Denliner. That's the, all. All my top five characters is Denliner crew and fuck everyone else. Yeah. Uh. Uh. I mean, I like Sukasa, but also he's not yet himself. I think he's definitely a character who, like, when he shows up at other people's stories, you're like, oh, this is a cool dude. But in his own story, he's not. In the twentieth anniversary show he kind of saves the show for being terrible by showing up and being cool as hell and like making the right. stuff make sense mm-hmm. but here he's just like you know he's not given much to work he's just hey kid you're 18 you want to do bullshit for 30 episodes <laughs> uh, I'll give a shout out to Narutaki uh, just showing up and going decade <laughs> It's a good bit. Just being angry in general. If you can get it. Yeah, just like yelling at somebody, getting sucked off by a little bat. Yeah. Yeah, why not? What was your favorite toku, David, that we saw? I mean, it has to be fighting the giant crab. Like, that is so much more like toku than the rest of the stuff in the the show, right? Yeah, I enjoyed that quite a bit. 
Um, I think I liked the like Den O fight scene, like versus Decade, because I was like, wait, they're moving like characters from their show where the other like alternate rowdy riders really weren't right. And like it was like, oh, I like how he break dances and like he is a super wrestler. It all worked. Quick shout out to the hundred hand slap that Kintaros like does versus um like Hibiki. Uh, that's kind of fun. And perhaps the easiest one then, David. Best outfits. Oh man, best outfits. Um, fuck. That's it's actually hard because there are actually a lot of good outfits in this one. I I love uh Kintaros uh his like old mountain bandit like looking thing. I. I think all of the suits from um, Hibiki are just like, they're just cool looking. Yeah, it's it's hard to pick just one because the, like, the, the thing about this, right, is that Deki kind of spans like all, all of those different common writers. So you put them all in like a one show block that we're watching. It's like, oh, God, there's like 50 million good things because you've taken all the good stuff from or all like the good suits from uh, whatever. I like seeing oh god what was his name the the what's the bird guy's name from Deno I forget his name the white bird dude oh Sieg yeah Sieg shows up Sieg is cool I was like Sieg's design he's a major character in the Deno decade movie where he like takes over Stukasa for most of the movie oh awesome um so then of course David where do people find you when you're not talking about Tokusatsu uh you can find me on the Tokyo Fresh podcast uh and you know if you want to watch the live show on YouTube it happens almost every well not almost every week it happens every week you can see it it's there on YouTube go find it mhm and you know what maybe in the next episode you'll see a secret cameo from the cast of Kamen Rider Deno maybe you won't but maybe you will uh Probably not, because I just like said that. It's a lie, <laughs> but still. You can uh, find uh, me on Twitter at James Forge, on co-host at James D, the podcast uh, at Common Ride with me on Twitter, uh, on co-host at Common Ride. Go to CommonRideWithMe.com for updates and articles. Go to um, slash merch, brings up to our merch store with all proceeds going to the Herb Project uh, slash episode to see different places to get the episode, and also Please review on Apple Podcasts. Sending questions to podcast.com. And David, what did you learn today? I learned that if you're going to make a tribute show, actually make a tribute and don't go half-assed. Just saying. I've learned that I'm a passing through common rider, and I should remember that. Also eat sea <laughs> Also eat sea <laughs> To, to remember best. something. <laughs>